This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody, to the one with the Q&A bit, uh, the Q&A show where we take your AEW questions and we try our best to answer them. Uh, always excited. This is uh, probably our favorite show of the week to do, so we always look forward to this. So thank you all so much for the questions you've sent in. Uh, it's it's always fun for y'all to really guide our conversation. Yeah, we that's need it. What happens on the show? <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for the guidance. Uh, because if left to our own devices, I have no idea what would happen. Uh, I'm scared to find out. So <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. Hey, you've heard um, the reviews that we do. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> so, um, but let's get into these uh, questions. But, but before we get into the questions, I want to remind everybody, like I do every week. Uh, to please um, uh, check out all of our other content, our Dynamite and Rampage reviews, Q&As, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. Uh, and also give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. Please give us a follow on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast at. And if you have time and you like this show, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Uh, we would very much appreciate it. Uh, so, Sarah. Yes. Would you like to try to answer some questions? I'll try. All right. Me too. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, you want to start us off this week? <laughs> so, our first question is from Kevin. Yes. Kevin's question is, now that two different people have compared Cody to Caesar, I think they're putting it out there for us to see. Cody will be betrayed, but by who? Also, other than the MJF connection, the other thing that I saw in common during the Cody beatdown was where everybody used to work. Hmm. So, so during the Cody beatdown, you'd have had Malachi Black, formerly yeah. Alistair Black in WWE, mm-hmm. um, Andrade Idolo, formerly Andrade, Andrade from WWE, <laughs> and FTR, formerly The Revival in WWE, and also mm-hmm. Cody, former WWE, technically mm-hmm. speaking. Uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Could be. I didn't just... even recognize that. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about it either. I mean, because there's there's often that we have you know couple of guys from WWE in the, in the match um, and that's not a bad thing haters uh-huh. <laughs> they can work elsewhere it's not a bad thing um, yeah I didn't think about that and personally I think that's coincidental uh, mm. I don't think that has a um, any part of what's going on but then again I, I can't totally dismiss it either um, mm. There could be there could be some something to that, uh, but to the part of man, I love I love the Caesar references by the way. Yeah, um, I really love those, and I just I got I sent Sarah this this thing, and there's been a lot of of talk about this on Twitter. Totally not my original thought. It's just I saw the this tweet and I went ooh. Then I started looking. I'm like, wait a minute. There are these connections, and other people have already put these pieces together. A lot of times, I'm late on these Twitter mysteries. Uh, so <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got it figured out. I think I. And I'm like, oh wait a minute. This is like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I know uh, Wyndham, uh, formerly Bray Wyatt in WWE, had put a tweet out, and I don't mm-hmm. have a tweet right in front of me, so I'm not going to read it off. But there were references in there to. Uh, watching Rome burn, um, which again is another, you know, Caesar reference. No. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, uh, and also in that there was a line that was, um, used by, uh, Jake Roberts at one point, 
uh, back, I think, when he was in WWE, and I can't remember that line either. And there was a snake emoji at the end of that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if if Wyndham does come into AEW, if he's not going to be aligned with the House of Black, um, with Malachi Black possibly in the House of Black, and if a third member, which I'm, I'm assuming, I still don't know the association with Andrade here. So I, and we've talked about how complicated that is. And with FDR even being thrown into this thing too, it's really weird. I still don't consider Andrade a, a true friend, I guess, of Malachi Black. Maybe yeah. there's just some association because they're both facing the same foe or having issues with Cody. Your That's enemy, more of the thing. Your enemy's enemy mm-hmm. is your friend. Yes, exactly. Um, I think that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, uh, close enough. Anyways, um, but I, the I enemy think of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, that that's very close. That's it. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I'm just shouting words out now. That's it. it. <laughs> TV broom <Potato>. lamp. <laughs> I love lamp. Um, <laughs> the uh, I think. Back to what I was saying. I'm trying uh, to get yes, there. Direction. <laughs> trying to get there. Yeah, thanks for directing us. It's really helping today. Um, that I think Lance Archer is another piece of that. So if Wyndham comes in as a member or a partner, so to kind of to say, an alignment with Malachi Black, Lance Archer, because of the references to Jake Roberts, uh. L- Archer, the Jake Roberts promo was the first time that Caesar was mentioned mm. in against Cody. So all of a sudden, there's these connections between those three guys: uh, Malachi Black, Wyndham, if he comes into AEW, and Lance Archer, who's already here. How cool would that faction look? I yeah, mean, I'm just saying <laughs> that that got me excited when I started kind of looking. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Um, so I don't know. What, what do you think? Now that I've rambled on and we've gotten off track and back on it um what are are your thoughts on it yeah i mean i it it seems to be like what i what i think's happening is aw have set this mains for us and some of the turnings that we are thinking are taking are dead ends and Mm -hmm. i'd love winston to come into aw i've i've always liked him, I always liked him in WWE, pretty much mm-hmm. the same with Malachi Black when he was asked about. I've always yeah. the dark character thing is very prevalent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I've always I've always liked him, so I'd love to see him in AW if that's what he does. Um, I just can't get my head around why Andrade and Malachi and Black are like buddies. Yeah. Um, but look, I'm I'm all for you know finding that out. I. The whole Caesar thing as well, like you'd think I would have gotten like a rough idea of this because I've like mm. I've watched a lot of um Rome documentaries. Let's face it. Okay. I'm a bit of a history nerd with Rome. But All right. yeah. um but then regarding like the other part of the question that was um who will Cody be betrayed by next? I still think from what we saw between Tully and Arn, I still think Arn's playing something. Yeah. I, yeah. I I really think, like, he's like, I get his most obvious choice. Yeah. But it just seems like, I feel like there's this whole deal going on behind Cody's back. And how... Andrade's working with um, Malachi Black and MJF and FTR, which brings in Tully. I'm sure there's like, like if you follow the connection all the way around Cody's back, it goes to arm. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it just it, it just seems like when Cody kind of like got distracted with the whole Malachi Black thing, Arn got like quite intense and you would have thought as a as a coach like type thing you'd be a bit more like i get why you're doing this that's why and said but we need to focus on this where he was just kind of like it like he was panicking like oh 
the plan's gonna fail, um, type thing. So <laughs> I'm watching um, on Anderson very, because don't forget uh, he's had his, he had issues with Cody's dad. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's a good point because my answer I really wasn't even I I got off totally sidetracked away from the betrayal because Archer wouldn't be betraying Cody. He's not with Cody. He can't betray him if he's not with him. Uh, so your answer is really hammering home the betrayal. So it's got to be somebody that's close to Cody if they're going to betray him. And Arn would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, on that same line of thought, what if it was Dustin? I, I, I think a lot of us would point to Arn, but what if something, there's something they're really not seeing with Dustin? Um, I'm just Because w- he's w- close to him also. I would right. have said that if we hadn't had the whole "you're my brother" thing. Yeah, two yeah. years ago. And to be honest with you, Justin's been nowhere near Cody for ages. Um, well, he was in that vignette though, when when Arn was at the training facility and everybody was uh, slapping Cody and stuff. Dustin was there, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he might yeah, not have actually was, slapped I think, him. I think, but, yeah, I think Dustin's too endeared by the audience to even. That even might be, think of that as a as a point. That, that might make it even worse, though. I don't mm. know. And has I'm Dustin still, really I'm been? Still, I'm still saying on. Okay, I'm just. Uh, or what if it's Brandy? She's married to him. Just had a kid. <laughs> she can't exactly go. I'm betraying you now. What if? What if it's the baby? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's the dog? What if it's Pharaoh? <laughs> what if it's Pharaoh? <laughs> That's it. What if he's yeti, the little pom? <laughs> His whole family. <laughs> they all join the House of Black. What happens if his car's against him as well? <laughs> that big bus they fought on top of. And his gardener's <laughs> against him. He turns up at home and everybody that he knows is wearing a Malachi black t-shirt. His gardener's like, what's up, Cody? What are you wearing, a Malachi black t-shirt? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be on that reality show, the uh, what's it, the the talent show, uh, the Go Big show, yeah, and and all the judges are gonna turn on that, what all the, the contestants, all the audience, and Cody's like, I'm a bit paranoid. <laughs> you think? Just announced, Cody has just joined Impact Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Cody is begging Vince to go back. He's done. He's done. All right. Sorry, so like, <laughs> yeah. Um, every time yep every time all right so uh did kevin have another question kevin has a second question okay kevin's second question obviously thoughts and prayers for mox and his family absolutely yes he was clearly in the middle of a big hill turn so do you think they will change that when he comes back? Because everyone will be rooting for him and a heel turn will be difficult. That is a very good question, Kevin. One that came to mind for me as well. So uh, what do you think, Sarah, since you are the biggest Mox fan I know? What, were, what are your thoughts? You don't know many people, though, do you? <laughs> no, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, um, personally speaking, I see a lot of y'all out there on Twitter, so I know there's a there's a huge fanhood for Mox. Yeah, there but, is a few of us. But we she's all kind of and bully you. <laughs> she is literally in my ear all the time, so I have to... <laughs> I gotta I go with her. I work with this woman. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's a very good point because, I mean, obviously his health is so much more important than any wrestling storyline ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to this heel turn because yes, one, was. I love face marks, but he never was really a face face yeah. face. He's just marks. He was marks, but this heel turn was like marks turned up to like a thousand. Mm-hmm. He was like just basically Will you to like had ten seconds in the ring when he was done. Um yeah. he was literally just like all over um, just like beating people up and I was really looking forward to it and obviously when the news <laughs> was mentioned I was a bit like oh okay right. well you know hope he's alright and stuff I didn't even think about what will happen when he comes back but considering the question's been asked I will now put my thought forward 
is I think he will come back and we will expect him to be a face and he will go along with that. And then just as everybody's kind of like really happy he's back, excited to what he's seeing, as he's cutting his like return promo, I think then he goes, but did you think I'd forgotten about X, Y, and Z? Call out a hangman and we'll literally just carry on from where we left off. I believe Mox can pull that off. I really do because look how he baited Chris Jericho in to joining the inner circle. He basically yeah. told the fans like, yeah, I'm joining the inner circle. And I was like, basically playing heel straight away so easily. And then obviously then he did the switch and everything like that. I generally think if it's something that he wants to carry on with, he has all the tools and he is that good that he can pull that off. Yeah. Well, he uh. leads us all into this sense of, oh, I'm so glad I'm back. Oh, la, 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 la. I really miss you. Well, not as well never say he misses any, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think then he'll go, but before I left, X, Y, and Z, and I think we're just literally gonna get bad boy mocks. Hmm. This it's really it's really tough. Mm. Um, this is a really tough one because, and I I had thought about it. Um, Kevin, before you asked the question, like, man, how can they do this now? Because everybody's rallying behind him. It's mm. really hard to make this guy heal now. Um. That's a good way to do it, though, the way you just said. Mm. Um, man. Hmm. If And similar, a way that you could do it is if, in that same kind of promo, if, you know, he's doing his, his thing, he's, he's back and the place is going crazy for him, and Paige comes out to welcome him back. Mm. You know, as a face move, comes out to shake his hand, give him a hug. You know, like kind of like you know, man. You know, it is refreshing, and then have to have him paradigm page, who came out to welcome him back. You know that uh, that could be a really quick way. You know, it's like mm. Page comes out as like, man, it's so you know, not you know, not fake, but you know, Page is Adam Page. He's yeah. like you know, um, coming out really just you know being the one that's that's really happy to see him back. I know how much you've been through, blah blah. And Mox doesn't give a crap about. He realizes as Paige mm. is saying that he doesn't give a crap about what you're saying. I just want the title, paradigm shift done. The Another way that I think, like on the same lines of that, is where Hangman is cutting a promo regarding the title type thing. And um, yeah. obviously, I don't know what story we'll, we'll from we'll get yeah. to that point. But and Mox's Mox old came music, out. Please, old music. Hits. Old music. Yep. And the crazy, place goes crazy. He doesn't yeah. come from the stage. He still comes down from the crowd. Blindsides Paige picks up the title. You literally know yeah. from that start then that yeah. Mox ain't doing face still. No. And I, I think that's another way to properly like just jump straight into it. Yeah. Now, would you, would you from that, if, he, if you got the cheers of him coming down, do you get the booze in that moment too? Or... You, you know what I mean? Because yeah. Now with <laughs> the other get, way, if oh. if yeah, if Mox is already out there, you get the pop when he comes out. The pop yeah. he gets when he does the his, his says what he's going to say. Uh, but then you let that subside, and then he does the thing mm. to Paige, and you you may get the booze then. Mm. Uh, you definitely, if Mox comes out of the ring and attacks, if it comes down during the music and attacks Paige, you're not getting any booze. I don't think. I think people are just crazy about Mox being back and. Um, no, you you get it, you get the chase of him be, coming down, but yeah. then when he gets in the ring, do you remember what he did when he first came in at Double Enough in the very first one, slid mm-hmm. into the ring and just like went on a wrecking ball situation. I generally yeah. think he can do that. Like Handman will go, oh, you know, um, great to have you back, but you're interrupting, you know, you're yeah. interrupting me here, and I've got the yeah. belt. So I must be yeah. like. No. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out mm. for sure. Now, if they wait even longer, 
I say wait even longer. It's not about how long they're waiting. It's about how long Moxley needs. Mm. So if, if this is a longer road, uh, you know, if this is, you know, a couple of months even, you know, or three months, I'm not sure how long this is. And it's hard for me to predict. I'm not even going to try to. But if this is a longer road than I think than a lot of people have in their minds, uh, it's going to be, then you could, this would be an interesting route. And it all depends on how the Kenny Omega character goes. Um, mm. Because we anticipate Kenny having a downfall. Oh, no. Uh, I, I anticipate it. I need it. You need it, yeah. But if... Everybody hates Kenny Omega now. But if he's put into the position where every, he loses everything, goes crazy, everybody leaves him, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to hate on Kenny for a while. But at some point, uh, there has to be a turning point for Kenny Omega where he's going to try to turn things around on his own. And I think the fans will get behind him again. The fans love Kenny Omega for so long. Um, they also and Cody for so long. So hmm. I, yeah, I <laughs> Sorry, I yeah, but there's going to be a, a different story. They tell with Kenny Omega once he's lost everything, uh, he, he, you know, he's been unbearable for a while, but there's going to be a turning unbearable. point. Yes. Yes, yeah, that's, he's that's been a unbearable. Word for it. <laughs> Stay with me here. Stay with me. <laughs> um, but if if it's long enough to we Kenny turns that corner um, organically, turns that corner. It's not like, hey, Kenny's a good guy now. Uh, no, but they're so good at telling long term stories, uh, and I think they could tell a good enough story to where. And it's hard to imagine now, but you know how good they are at telling stories. It's really hard to imagine at this point. But especially if Cole and the Bucks turn on Kenny, which we think that's going to happen at some point, and Cole and the Bucks are so good at being A-hats, as you like to say, Mm -hmm. that in turn could make Kenny uh, more likable because he's having issues with people that are so unlikable. And the, them, you know, I mean, there's a way to tell a story where you get people behind Kenny again uh, and people want to see the best bout machine as the face that they we had him for a little while. Um, if we get to that point before Moxley comes back, right? Mm. And the people are behind Kenny again. I know it's hard to imagine. I know it's hard to imagine, but it's possible. <laughs> and people are behind Kenny again. And it's either ah, loving Kenny. Uh, and Mox comes back, and the first thing he does is goes for revenge against Kenny Omega. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because I would of every, that man because more. of everything that's happened, and if you tell that story good enough to where people are like, "Oh, so it's bad timing," <laughs> we were liking Kenny again. <laughs> I'll just be like, "No, I still don't like him." Come yeah, on, I know come you on. would still love come it. On. Yeah, yeah. But it would be an interesting, it would be a tough, uh, and it would be a, a longer road to get there. So, uh, so I don't want him to be gone that long. So basically, Kevin, what we're saying is he's still going heel, he's Moxley. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a matter of how we get It's just a matter there. of how, not when, how. Yeah. yeah. Whew. Good anyway. Talk. Good talk, good talk. All right. Your question. And... Um, <clears throat> Okay, this one from Chris. Okay. If Hangman wins and becomes the face of the company, they need a good heel for him to have a feud with. Who have you got? Easy one for me. Um, Maxwell, Jacob, Freed. Um, that's... Uh, uh, now, let's, let's say... Okay. There may be some smaller feuds before they get to MJF. But MJF is the one I'm looking at. Uh, I think that is money. Hangman versus MJF. A long feud between them. And maybe it starts something and it doesn't really finish and then it comes back to it down the road. Because I think eventually MJF is the one that's going to take the title from Paige, in my opinion. I think that's where we need to go with it. Um, I think MJF is made for that spot. He is made to be a champion at some point. As much as I love Paige, realistically, I'm looking down the road. MJF is made to carry that title. People are going to hate it and love it at the same time. Uh, uh, so, yes, MJF is the one I'm looking at for sure. Mm-hmm. How about you? I don't really know. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, of 
I, I'd say mini feuds uh, that are mm. that are in there that, that could be good. Um, Do you know what I think? Mm-hmm. Adam Cole. That is a good call. There's a lot of history pre-AEW mm-hmm. between them. Um, that's a very good call. That's very likely to happen. Yeah. Whether it's with the title or without at some point. There's something, there's something going to happen. I explore with Adam Cole with the box mm-hmm. and stuff like that around with Hangman. And also the Dark Order and like John Silver around Adam Cole. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, that is that's a very good call. That would if MGF is my one A, that's my one B. Yeah. Me. So if that, yeah, I like that. Uh, as an honorable mention, I'll, I'll throw him out there too, uh, Miro. Yeah. Uh, I know we're we're in our minds we're thinking uh, younger, you know, like the future of the company kind of yeah. thing, but Miro. <laughs> If 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 there's one person out there that's not getting enough love as a title contender uh, for a world title contender, um, and that's weird saying he's not getting enough love. He's literally in the <laughs> finals of the world title eliminator tournament. Mm. Uh, but I think Miro, uh, yeah, it's at some point he's got to get the title, right? Yeah, he's a monster. Got to have the title. So yeah. Oh, okay. Also, Chris mentions. Um, also, Sarah, <laughs> what's with Matt Hardy being at ringside for orange matches? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Don't like it. Mm. Moving on. <laughs> you, know, you know, just because it irritates her so much, I'm rooting for it at this point. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, just because I know she hates it so much. I know that's so wrong with me. But, um, uh, yeah, every time I see him at ringside during orange Cassidy matches, I go, yeah. That's great. Sarah's gonna be so happy. Um, good, good stuff. I hope Adam Page doesn't win the belt. <laughs> that hurts a lot. Good. Can't believe you'd say that. Cannot believe you'd say that. Uh, all right. Uh, our next one is from Adam, uh, and this is a fun one. And I wish I would have like, you know done a little research on this one beforehand because I know I'm going to struggle uh, with this one for sure. Uh, maybe you have some stuff ready and you'll give me some ideas. So um, The question is, if you could see five wrestlers sing any song you requested at karaoke, who would sing what? Ha ha ha. That's tough. So tough, in fact, that I'm going to vote that we do five wrestlers between us, not five each. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> a better idea. But you do one, and then I'll come back and do one. Maybe I'll have thought of one by the time you... Um, and this is one of those segments where I'll probably have to edit out 20 minutes of silence. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just sit here and go, I don't know, let me look up the roster. Let me yeah, look I'm up look songs. Up <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I need to look up the roster. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to go look up songs on Spotify. <laughs> you do that. If I can come up with a song, I can match up with somebody. Hmm. Okay. All right. I got my first one, I think. Okay, go. You want me to go and do it? Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll skip Sarah and jump to one real quick. It, it Luckily, it just popped in my head, and it makes sense. I'm going to go with Hangman out on page. Singing, I've got friends in low places by Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> A little nod to his friendship with the Dark Order, uh, and I would uh, sing some lines from it uh, for entertainment value. But I'm terrible, so I'm not. Um, so there you go. Plus, I'm not a big country music fan, and I'm sorry if you you're out there if you are. My wife is as well, so. I have to apologize to her all the time. She's like, let's, let's cut some music on. And she cuts on Kenny Chesney or something. I'm like, uh, can we listen to something else? Anything? Yeah. Else? Bobby <clears throat> Fish. Ooh. Singing Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. 
<laughs> with his teeth in. Because of the teeth! Because of the teeth! Oh. Um. Uh, I think I think you just inspired me, too. Um, Adam Cole singing Justin Bieber. Baby, 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 ooh. Um, baby, what's the, is that the, baby, 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 ooh. Yeah, except he says, baby. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I had to think for a second. Like, who sings that? Was it... Uh... It was Justin Bieber. I got it right. I didn't have to look it up, but it makes me feel kind of sad in a way, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So you go. So thank you for the baby shark thing. Cause actually when you said that, I thought, Oh, baby shark would be kind of cool. <laughs> I got to think of another song that has baby in it. There should be plenty of songs that have baby in it. <laughs> like tons of songs that say baby. Okay. Um, uh, my next one is Jade Cargill. Okay. Bitch by Meredith Brooks. <laughs> Which is coming to is... my song. <laughs> you said it before I did. Yeah. No, <laughs> seriously. I'm just kidding. I, well, no. no, seriously. I played it to like my me and my mum were listening to it in the car once and she went, Oh my god, this describes you. <laughs> it's just like just mum. Um, so yeah, so it's like unofficially my song. Ah, that's very. But yeah, Jay Garfield, bitch, Meredith Brooks. Very cool. It fits so well. It fits Uh, so well, so well. Uh, man. Hmm. This is a tough one. We get to the last one, and here I'm struggling now. Let me see. Err. I'm gonna say this. This is this has to be a a post world title match at full gear. Okay. Uh, this is post world title match at full gear when Kenny Omega loses. Mm-hmm. The rest of the elite comes out and sings karaoke, and it's "Ba Ba Ba" by In Sync. That was In Sync, right? Yeah. I didn't have to look that up either. <laughs> That's it. Yep. The rest of the elite break out in karaoke singing bye bye bye. I think I think that's it. So do you have any bonus ones you want to throw in? Because that was five, I believe, right? MJF. Oh, brace yourselves. Money, money, money by Abba. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> We got some songs for you, Adam. So put those on your playlist. All right. Oh, so, what is your next question? <sighs> next question. Yes. Is from Dog88. All right. Dog88 says, I'm intrigued by this match, which is Dr. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Rebel versus Ty Conti, Anna Jay, and Thunder Rosa. So I'm a bit intrigued by this match. After Anna J has fallen victim to the numbers game twice against DMD Era, where was Ty during the matches? Mm. Um, Ty, Ty J have got some backup. Has Brit's numerical superiority? Can't even say that word. Has Brit's <laughs> numerical su- ah! superiority? That's the one I want. Has Brit's numerical superiority? <laughs> Be neutralized. <laughs> um, yes, I do think in this particular match, yeah, that numerical superiority has been neutralized. <laughs> it's so easy. Um, <laughs> it has been neutralized for this match, uh, but I do think the Thunderosa pairing with them um, is a one-off situation, so is this going to help them down the road, or neutralize them down the road? No, it won't. They'll still have that uh, numerical superiority against other people uh, <laughs> down the road. Uh, but in this particular match, uh, no, they will not have it. He also goes uh, on to say, "Yes, 
Remember what we talked about back in the summer. Part of it has already come true. But now that Penelope and the bunny are out of the tournament, maybe they're about to find something else to do. Maybe we're about to see Brit's trio increase to a full-blown women's mm. inner circle. Wow. Full-blown women's inner circle. That's intriguing. Mm. So what we're saying here is there's a possibility that we would have Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Rebel, Penelope, and the Bunny yeah. faction, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Um, my only issue, and this is has been my, my issue with women's factions to this point, is we need tag titles for yeah. the women. Because if you have a stable of five women, and the only titles to go for are two singles titles. What's everybody else doing? I mean, mm. I guess we could say, what's Jamie Hayter doing now? She's just, she's a hired mm. gun for Brett Baker. Now, Rebel, technically, I guess you'd say, is not a, a competitor competitor. She's more of the manager mm. type. So we could leave, you know, take her out of that as more of the manager there. Uh, but Hayter is a competitor. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the bunny and, uh, Penelope, they would all be fighting over two titles. So you, you really need those tag titles in order for it to, to work for everybody in the faction really to have something to go for separately than wanting to take each other's titles from each other. Uh, that could be a problem. And so it works so well with, like, say, the inner circle uh, because you could have, you know, um, Sammy Guevara as the TNT champion. You could have theoretically Jericho going after the world title if you wanted, and you could have um, you know, Santana and Ortiz going after the tag titles. Um, that would just leave Jake, Jake Hager as the enforcer, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of guy, but, which is the same kind of thing that I guess you would say somebody like uh, Jamie Hader would be. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, I like it better when there's, uh, I, you, I don't want to see a ton of titles, but just those tag yeah. titles for the women makes it more feasible for there to yeah. be women. Yeah. That being said, I do like the idea of all five of those ladies being together. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, um, it's definitely an interesting route to go down. I definitely think it will give Penelope and the Bunny a bit more in a way to do than being part of a Hardy family office. So, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Because um, we haven't seen a ton with the Hardy family office recently. Thank goodness. I know. I just, I just thought about that. I know we've seen Matt Hardy a few times, mm, but not a whole lot of the. So maybe they're kind of phasing that out slowly, because mm. um, we we know the blade has been out for you know, personal reasons. Yeah. Um, the butcher had missed a ton of time because of uh, touring an, an injury slash touring. I don't think it was actually an injury. I know there was mentions of it being an injury, but it may have been an excuse to tour. You know, mm. storyline reasons. Um. And you're right, and now, now the bunny's doing her thing with Penelope, and so maybe it's slowly disintegrating. She would have no issue with whatsoever. Nope. So this one is from Pokey Lock. Uh, he says, uh, so much to discuss. I'll start with the, in quotations, no AEW can't sign all this released talent. Referring to even more releases mm. uh, recently coming from, from WWE. Uh, it says their roster is stacked already. Um, if if they were to sign these people, then they definitely have to introduce some more belts for the dark shows, six man tag belts, uh, women's tag belts, U.S. national, etc. So, what are your thoughts on this release talent? Do we do we need to stop signing these folks, or or what? What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I. It's one of them. I mean, you can say what you want about WWE, but oh, this is forgetting mm-hmm. too common a thing that they're doing right now. Um, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. when they've just got rid of Keith Lee. What the hell? <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't get me started on that one. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, yeah. yeah. Regarding belts for AEW, yes, they could probably sign some more people. Um, I mean, I'd love Keith Lee to come in, but I don't want AEW to become saturated with belts because it 
belts are meant to add something to mm-hmm. the story. And if personally, if there's too much, if there's too many yeah. belts, I feel like it just makes it all about it's one dimensional. Yeah. Um, and I don't want that. So as far as I'm concerned, I want the trios tag belts in and possibly mm-hmm. the women's belts and legit that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't see any use for US or national or mm. North American or especially for me, not cruiserweight. I know that I've heard that mentioned before too. Uh, to me, it wouldn't fit. Um, as far as signing people, uh, I, I think there's always going to be those, there's of releases. There's some people that you see are just way too talented to just ignore because. Mm your roster is quote-unquote too bloated. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned before, eventually contracts end with AEW talent, and you'll have some decisions to make at that point of do we re-sign them or let them you know, mm. go free? And there's nothing wrong with letting people walk free. I'm not a big proponent of cutting people unless there is a, a valid personal reason to yeah. where you know whether there's a crime committed or you know some situation like that where you're like okay we gotta cut ties with this dude yeah uh, you know there's um but I, yeah don't like cutting people but letting contracts end and then letting them go free that's that's nothing wrong with that whatsoever so i think there's going to be some of that coming with AEW. they got some decisions to make and some of those decisions might not make everybody happy especially if you're a fan of somebody that they don't resign um, but I think that's why you can still sign a few people here and there because there's gonna room is gonna be made eventually. Maybe not a ton of room at the top, so you got to keep that in mind. Not everybody that comes in is gonna be a world title contender. It's not how it works. There's you know you got to play things a little differently. You may have to be a little more patient with people that come in new. They're not gonna get the top spots. Um, just let things play out. Um, but I think like people like Keith Lee, I don't think you could. I don't think you could not take a look at Keith Lee mm. and think, no, we've got too many people on the roster right now. I don't know, yeah. man. I, that's that's me personally. That's me personally. And there may be a couple others there in the release too that I would look at the same way, but he's one of those. I know you brought him up that it's really hard to ignore the talent that man has. Um, really hard to. So I would not be surprised if at least a couple are not picked up from these recent yeah. releases. And the, and the way I look at it is like as a as a sports fan, just because I have in baseball you have a forty man roster. Well, just because I have a full forty man roster, if if the best hitter in the league is released by the team that he's playing for, uh, oh man, sorry, we got forty guys already. <laughs> mm. So what? Uh, we'll make room for you. You know, there's there's it, it, it's. I don't know. I think it's I think it's irresponsible to completely ignore somebody just because you have you think you have too much room. Talent is talent and it's gonna pay off in the end. So if you've got somebody out there that's talented, I don't care where they came from, as long as they're a decent human being, yeah, I'll put it that way. By all means, uh we can make room. That's my opinion for it. Yeah. Uh and then it'll all it'll we'll let it work itself out. So that's all I got to say about that. Uh Okay, cool. Uh, so we're on to the uh, to Ted, correct? Yeah. All right. What's Ted got to say? Um, Ted says, mm-hmm. TK loved the interview with Hangman. He now <laughs> wants you back for special dynamite. Uh-huh. He has Cody versus MJF. One of you mm-hmm. will be in each's corner. Who is supporting Cody? Who is with MJF? Have fun with this one. So this is in reference to the question from last week. Yeah. Which, which had us trying to determine Basically, who we were going to interview. In our own kayfabe world. Yes, yes, yes. We're now running so, around with backstage passes interviewing people. Just all kinds of trouble. Um, so yeah, we, we, we d- broke down five different people last week to finally get it down to one, which was Hangman Adam Page, yeah. who we interviewed last week. So so now and we're I trying to determine... Ruby Soho. <laughs> yeah, she, she became a, uh, a Ruby Soho backpack, yeah. um, basically. Yep. Whee! Um, so who is going to be in whose corner? Uh, 
it's, and it, which is funny uh, because there's no way you want to be in Cody's corner. I think this is more of an issue for you because you there's, you do not want to be in Cody. I'm speaking for you, so I'm going to speak for tell. you for a minute. Yeah, you don't want to be in Cody's corner. I know you. I know you, and I know it would pain you to be in that corner. And because you you'd have to be dressed in all the to, you know, flying the you know American flag stuff all over you and stuff. That's just what you'd have to do. And <laughs> um, there's no way you want to be in MJF's corner because <laughs> he would just scream at you, and it would make you cry. Yeah. So it's a really tough decision for you. Um. So should I just? From this point, should I just pick my corner and then you have to, you know, take the other? Or, I already know or, my own stuff. Okay, you know, I'll let you. Let's. I'll let you go. Ladies first. We'll go that route. <laughs> you hate it when I say that. Yep. I did anyways. Uh, that's why I say it. Ladies first. Go ahead. I'm in Cody's corner. Okay. Explain yourself. Okay. Um, by the way, I can right now at this moment that this show is going out there um slick is going crazy because the narrative right now on the twitter discussions is that you love cody secretly so the fact that you chose cody's corner i know is going to fuel those rumors even more um so now we we wait for your yeah but you don't know why i'm choosing cody's corner at the moment I know. I'm just putting that out there. Though. All, all we're, all, the only sound bite that's going to matter is I choose Cody's corner. The rest is all, you know, details that we'll just look over. The fact that you chose Cody is what we're going to focus on. But you can explain that. Are you done? <laughs> kind of. I'm choosing Cody's corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm helping him out. Okay. And... Good. Just as, you know, it looks like he's going to win. Oh. I um, knock him out with a chair. (laughs) And at that point, MJF wins, gives me some money, and Malachi Black comes out, picks me up on his shoulders, and I go to the House of Black. And I'm happy. (laughs) So... You're in Cody's corner uh, merely to turn on Cody. Yeah. Well played. Well played. I like that. Sorry, Slick. No. <laughs> That's great. That Since is great. MJF is handing out money for people to do things. I'm kind of cashing on that. That's fantastic. Well. I've got a whole lot of backup. I've got Andrade. I've got Malachi Black. Come at me. Come at me, boys. Okay, so to counter that, I'm in MJF's corner, and here's my plan. I go over uh, mid-match, and I've staged an interview. Mid-match, by the way. This is is how we roll things in AEW. We don't care. So mid-match, I've set up this interview at ringside between you and John Moxley, and at that point, Oh, my God. You pass out. They have to take you out on a stretcher. So your plan, ma'am, has been foiled by your hero. Not me. Uh, John Moxley. I'm not your hero. Moxley yeah, is. You know. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make that clear. People are like, I knew it. <laughs> what he was her hero. No. Um, yeah. Moxley has played a role in the failure of your plan. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. Not... <laughs> Not not directly he would, but indirectly he, he did. You know, because he was there for the interview. He he he's gonna get that. I said, yeah. I said, Sarah is your biggest fan. She would love to talk to you. And he shows up, and you just die right in front of him. Sounds <laughs> what did right. I do? What did I do? What did I do? Um, no. Nah. This is this that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> that's a very good question, Ted. I like this. I like this uh, this cafe world we're living in now. Yeah, can I stay here, please? It's better than the real world. <laughs> yeah. This is good. Just that's uh, that's fun stuff. Oh, Ted has another one. He do- Oh, he does. Yeah. So he has another one. Ted has another okay. one. Okay. Who is a face you would like to turn heel, and a heel you want to turn face? 
male or female, but not obvious choices the Twitterverse is talking about. Surprise us. Yeah, so you can't talk about Moxley, basically. All right. <laughs> so that's can't it. talk about Hangman. Hmm. Mm. I got a couple of choices. A couple of choices. Go on, then. Let me go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jungle Boy as a heel. Okay. Could you could you imagine that? No. Me either. But I would love to see it at some point. It would be so weird. But like with and a reason for doing it, not there's really not a storyline reason, but like we've seen with so many people, so many characters. Uh, one particularly off the top of my head, I can think of is Britt Baker. Um, she was, you know, a baby face when she first came in, almost too goody goody of a baby face. We've seen what's happened with, is, with her as a heel. Mm. It's skyrocketed her. Uh, she is much more comfortable on the mic as a character, period, um, as a heel. It's just natural. And, and mm. we've heard from so many people that it's so fun playing the heel. It, it just works out well. It's a lot easier sometimes than trying to get those cheers. Uh, so, and, and in turn, what it's done is set her up to where she could flip to babyface now, and because she's become that cool heel, it's going to be an easy transition into a babyface uh, because people are going to go nuts for her because she just seems so cool now. So I think that's worked out for her either way because of that heel turn. I think the same thing could work for for Jungle Boy. Uh, he doesn't always seem the most comfortable on the mic. Uh, that's not a bad thing. He's really, really young. Um, I think it'll come with time, but I think a heel turn at some point um, and it would be weird to see, but if there's a good reason for it to happen, a hill turn for him, I think, could open him up to a whole different side of things and make him um, organically get more comfortable on the microphone mm. and uh, could just bring a little edge to his character that he doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has Christian nearby. Why not have a little edge in his character? <laughs> see mm, what I did there? Yeah. So anyway... I think I do think that could do it, it could serve him the same way that it served Britt Baker, mm-hmm. um, so that when he flips back to a baby face, he seems a lot cooler as a baby face. Not that he doesn't seem cool now; it's just a different. He seems real innocent now, so I think just shedding that innocentness, innocence, innocence—that's the word I'm looking for. Here, I'm having trouble with words now. <laughs> not, not like you did. No. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think they could help him. On the other side, uh, flipping from heel to babyface, and I know we've – you said multiple times this never happened, but I think eventually it will, and it'll be pretty awesome, is MJF. I, you know, most people would look at MJF and go, there is absolutely no way that man could be a babyface. No way. No way, no way, no way. I think there is. Uh, I think I think he's got in him what Jericho has. And it's that ability to smart off and and pop off like talking down to somebody in a way where you can flip that to you're doing it as a baby face and people are laughing so hard at what you're saying that it's cool. The where it's 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 that not that it's like it's like I think he could – you had to say bullying is cool, but I think he could bully a villain, I guess you'd say. You know, he's somebody yeah. – where you flip it around, somebody that's been brutalizing like a Miro has been mowing down people, and MJF could turn around and cut a promo on Miro, and it's all of a sudden like, okay, I used to. I hate it when MJF said that kind of stuff. But that's kind of funny that he's doing it to yeah. Miro. Or, you know, it, I think he's got that in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got – and I think him working with Jericho, because Jericho has been one of the best in the business – have been able to transition from face to heel, and you like him either way. Um, you don't always like what he does as a heel, especially when he's going after Moxley and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you still, it's still entertaining, uh, no matter what he's doing, face or heel. And I think MJF has got that it factor to where he can. Now, I don't want to see him go back and forth as often as Jericho has, because Jericho's done it a pretty good bit. Um, but he's done it so well. Um, he hasn't done it as often as Paul White. Big show. Hello. But um, 
I think he's got. So every now and then, maybe once or twice in his career, I'd like to see him as a face. Hmm. I'll shut up now and let you talk. (laughs) I've only really got one because it's one that I would absolutely adore to happen. Um, That's Ruby Soho going heel. Hmm. And joining Malachi Black. Yes. Although that would be kind of face, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Te- but, technically heel, but. Yeah. You know As what I'm saying. Kind of like going down mm-hmm. that path type thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I love her anyway, as she is, but. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. I just think once, you know, she's been in AW for a while, I definitely want to see. Um, a more really aggressive side of her because she's brilliant on and stuff like we saw with Britt Baker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want that to kind of be turned around against people um, yeah. and I, I think she, she could just do a lot with the character as a heel um, so yeah so I, I, it's just something that would be quite interesting and even like um, like her gear would like fit in with it as well, really well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. This uh, thing will be. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I definitely like it. And I think, especially if, um, if that faction, well, it's not really technically a faction. It sounds like a faction. It's like, you know, him and himself right now, technically. Mm. But, um, but if if their members are added to that slowly and we see it start growing and, and maybe them being more heelish and I know they're they're he's really trying it's just not working because people just like Malachi Black um, but if they can really tap into a even darker side mm. and and uh, go against some people that are going to get them booed like you know Jungle Boy stuff like that we just talked yeah. about how he's that, that lovable baby face and get some booze. Yeah, that could definitely work in the favor of, of making them more like a heel faction and, and, and Ruby joining that would be that would be uh that would be interesting. Yeah. Seeing that that darker side of her coming out, uh, and becoming more brutal too, to where mm-hmm. she she doesn't know where to stop and we you know. Uh I like it. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Man, awesome questions from everybody yeah. this week. Uh man, we got some interesting material out of this. <laughs> For sure. Um, my highlight, of course, was, you know, Sarah trying to say a word on repeat. So thank you, Dog88, for that. That made my day. Um, look for that in the blooper reel coming up after the show. <laughs> for more of that, anyways. I, I'm, some of that, I'm sure you, you heard in the actual question. But there's much, much more that you're going to hear after the show. Trust me. So hang on. Uh so excited for that. But yeah, thank y'all so much. Yeah. <laughs> thank y'all so much for those questions. Always always good to have y'all um, helping direct the ship to see where we sail um, in this ocean of AEW topics. It's, uh, it's fun. Fun stuff. Um, you led us into a, a, a nice place this week. Um, always fun. Uh, also, though, don't forget to check out all of our content that comes out each week, uh, which includes our uh, Dynamite and Rampage reviews, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views, and the Q&As, like you just heard. Um, and we're also going to have a preview for All Out. Uh, not All Out. All Out's already happened. We're also going to have a preview for Full Gear coming out sometime this week, so keep an ear out for that. Um, that should be a fun one to do uh, when we're able to get it done, so it'll be out sometime this week. Because uh, Full Gear is this weekend. Uh, really excited for that. Also, give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at Let the Beer Play, And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. And, uh, yeah, follow us there so that you can, if you haven't already, you can get in on these questions. Um, we put out threads asking for questions for the Q&A. So definitely follow us there so you can. Uh, jump in and, and ask some questions because we uh, we enjoy these so so much. Uh, yeah. But thank you all again for the questions. We hope we made these answers somewhat entertaining. Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other, and we will uh, see you on the next one. Bye.
has Brit's numerical superiority. Can't even say that word. Has Brit's <laughs> numerical su- ah! superiority? That's the one I want. That again. <laughs> has Brit's numerical. Oh my god! Superiority. Superiority. <laughs> numerical. This word has superiority over you. Sarah versus words. Round two. Round four. Round 75. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Has Brit's numerical super... Ah! (laughs) This is the greatest thing ever. I literally cannot say that word. You got it. I heard you say it. You whispered it. I know, but I can't say it out loud. You can do this, Sarah. I can do it. I can do it. Has Brits numerical superior? No! <laughs> You're halfway there. You got halfway through the word. I can hear the rest. Oh. This is, this is worth the price of admission. Has Brits numerical super... <laughs> <laughs> can't even I can't even think of the word now. Brits numerical suit. It doesn't work. Totally works. You got this. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Dog eighty eight, you have made my day with this, this one sentence. Period. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Has Brits numerical superiority? Yes! Maybe Yes! 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 Uh, I wasn't even paying attention. What was the question? Uh 